0: Well, it's just going to be you and me here today for this episode, and I really don't think that there could be a better duo to have a conversation today. (laughs) I'm also laughing because I'm sitting here. I have my Baraby weighted blanket around my shoulders, my big pink hydro jug, a package of opened... Healthy Hippos, yummy treats sitting here. Sophie Jaffe's Chlorophyll Sunshine Drops, beautiful oils that my friend Jessica (laughs) made for me. And I just really want you to know, clearly... That the things that we advertise on this podcast are actually things that I use every single day, and I'm surrounded by these things because it helps me to feel so much more centered and connected, and they're little reminders of how I want to show up every day and and what it is that I'm doing with this work that I'm doing. Anyways, that is a side note from everything that we're going to talk about in today's episode. We were reflecting a lot last week as we all do at the end of the year, on how incredible this community is and on some of the conversations that we've had over the last year with health and wellness practitioners, individuals who have overcome, influencers that we all love and follow. And we feel so, so grateful and lucky. And I mean, just lit up by this work and the community. And so I want to start this episode off by saying a huge thank you to everybody who has poured a coffee or a tea or their hydro jug full of water or a glass of wine who has opened their ears and their hearts for these conversations that we're having. I know that they've changed my life. They've changed the way that I see things and the perspectives that I carry and have certainly given me so much more compassion for humanity and the lives and stories that other people live. And I I hope that you have felt the same thing too. I've also noticed in my one-on-one sessions and in our group coaching program, The Raw Beauty Reset, that there are a lot of people right now who are struggling with feelings of overwhelm and stress and anxiety. We've been through it the last couple of years. I mean, pile on top of life, which already comes with many lessons and stormy days and uh, floods of different emotions, we've been navigating a pandemic and a cultural uprising that is long overdue and a lot of really pivotal moments in history that have all come together. So many things going on in the world right now. It's no wonder we're all feeling a little struggle fest, right? So I wanted to take a moment to talk about some of the strategies that I use during this time of year and really day to day, week to week to support me in feeling my best in moments that are a little bit more rocky. So we're going to dive into those five things throughout this episode. If you want, you can grab a piece of paper and jot things down. I'm going to be asking you some questions. I really want you to reflect on this like you're having a coaching session with me right now so that you get the most out of it. When I think about why I love coaching so much and why I love having these conversations, it's not to hear myself talk or really even to hear the other people speak. It's because I crave transformation. I crave moving into spaces in my mind, body, and soul that feel good, that feel aligned, that feel grounded. I've been in places time and time again in life that felt really hard where I was struggling with an eating disorder and body image where my anxiety was completely debilitating. I know what it feels like to live in that place, and I know how good it feels to be on the other side, to navigate out of those deep, dark holes and into the light. And so everything that I do is because I want to support you myself my friends my family in being able to move through and out of those dark holes as well and into a space that feels a little bit better but in order to do that we've got to do the work got to gather tools that are supportive of us of us and then actually use them before we dive into my top five tools to help with stress and overwhelm during the holiday season Let's talk about why this time of year that's supposed to be the most magical, wonderful, twinkly light, love-filled season of all feels so stressful in moments. So first of all, I think that we all have this image in our mind of what the holidays should look like. Whether we learned this from Hallmark Disney movies or our experience as children, we have an idea of how we want it to look. And then during this time of year, we often have more on our plate. We're bringing together family, friends, financial discussions as we figure out what our budget is for gifts and outfits we're supposed to buy and the things we're supposed to host and all of this. We also often experience feelings of isolation or disappointment, heartbreak, grief gets stirred up. It becomes this real melting pot of time where it's almost like a storm is blowing through and just stirring everything up and shaking everything up and activating and triggering and releasing everything that we can, should we choose, let go of, come the new year. We have this expectation of the holidays being all of these wonderful things. And then when we move into this time of year and we're actually experiencing something quite different in moments, that difference between our expectations and our reality is where struggle and disappointment and a lot of the hard feelings live. As we're going through the final weeks of our most recent Raw Beauty Reset program, which I'm co-hosting with Sophie Jaffe, who's an amazing yoga and meditation teacher, a mother, an entrepreneur, she talked about her own experience in this season, how her life is feeling really beautiful right now in so many ways, but that December tends to be this month where everything is stirred up and everything bubbles to the surface we can choose to ignore all of that, to run from it, to numb out from it, or we can sit with all of it. We can turn inward. We can recognize it. We can stare it right in the eyes. And in doing so, we also give ourselves permission to heal, to release, to let go of those things that are no longer serving us. So no matter where you're at right now in this holiday season, I want you to know that you can handle it and that it is here for a reason and that it is truly a beautiful gift. At least it will be in hindsight, I promise you, especially if you stick with me for these five tips that I'm about to share. over. Are we ready to dive in? Let's do this. Okay. So let's talk about some strategies and mindset shifts that you can make to really support you in navigating this season, no matter what is coming up for you. The very first thing that we've got to do is really be honest about what kind of storm we're dealing with here. What is bubbling to the surface in our life? I know that it can feel easier to turn away from this stuff or to just scroll on social media or watch Netflix or stay really busy or isolate yourself from everyone because we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to deal with the hard feelings. It's uncomfortable. But if we aren't brave enough and courageous enough to really be honest with ourselves and to look at it, it's very hard to create a strategy to support ourselves in getting out of it. Going back to that analogy of falling in a deep, dark hole, like I said, I've been in a couple of those. If we just pretend that we're not in the deep, dark hole, then there's no way that we're gonna start taking the steps forward to get out of it. So I want you to just maybe put your hand on your heart right now or take a moment of pause. And I want you to think and just tune into what is coming up for you In this holiday season, maybe it's a bit of sadness. Maybe there's anger there. Maybe there's tension. Maybe your inner dialogue has turned a bit negative or judgmental. Maybe you're feeling a lot of overwhelm or feelings of not enough. Maybe your relationship with food is feeling extra strained. You're noticing yourself restricting or binging, thinking about food, thinking about your body all the time. Just taking a deep breath here and noticing what is there. And I want you to remember that no matter where you're at right now, that you are enough and you are okay and you will get through this. Because just like the weather, things never stay the same forever. We don't live in a static bubble, so this too shall pass. The question is, how long do you want to stay in this space for? And are there some actions that you can take so that no matter what is going on around you in your external environment, you are doing your absolute best to support your inner world, your internal environment. So practicing acknowledgement and acceptance for where you're at right now is the very first step just noticing what is going on for you. Step number two is to get clear on where it is that you want to be. You're in the hole right now. Where is it that you would like to move towards? I want you to actually write this down on a piece of paper with as much detail as you can. What do you want to feel in your body? What do you want to to be thinking in your mind? What do you want to see when you look around you? And taking this one step deeper, I want you to think about and set an intention for how you want to show up. What do you want your desired state to be throughout the holiday season? Do you want to run around frantic and stressed and unsure and doubting yourself and judging other people? Is that the person that you want to be and how you want to show up? I know it's not. Because that's our, not our true nature. That's ego and feelings of not enoughness and insecurity. Notice when you really slow down, what bubbles up for you? Do you want to show up present or calm, connected, grateful, filled with love, hopeful, free? What word lands and feels expansive to you and light-filled to you? Write that down on a piece of paper or on the notepad in your phone, or maybe even put it on your hand in ink. I know someone's going to be like, wow, that's toxic, but whatever. Put it down somewhere that you're going to see this word consistently. That is your anchor. That is the thing that you are working towards. That is your center. You might not feel that in every moment now, but as you're moving throughout every moment, day to day, week to week, I want you to start making choices that are aligned with moving you closer to that place. So if you want to feel more connected, are you making choices that allow you to feel more connected? Are you isolating yourself from friends? Are you calling family members and touching base with them? Are you creating space for yourself to go inward, to really connect with yourself? Are you speaking to others from a place of love or a place from judgment? Can you create small shifts that allow you to feel more connected in every moment? This becomes your pillar, your guiding light. And then everything that we do, we want to work towards aligning that. And this takes some work. It takes becoming conscious and more awakened in order to be able to make these choices moment to moment. And sometimes you're going to find yourself living from a place where you are not showing up in that way, and that's okay. That's just another moment or opportunity to learn and to practice rooting into this word. So step number one is to practice acceptance of where you are right now, to open your eyes wide and clear to the space that you're in. Number two is to get really clear on where it is that you want to be. If we're gonna move from point A to point B, we gotta know what point B looks like. And the more detail that you can put into that, the better. We also want to set an intention around how we're showing up. So what state do you want to exist from? What energy do you want to bring into the room? What energy do you want to bring to yourself as you move throughout the day? Write that down somewhere that you're going to see it every single day, multiple times a day. Take sticky notes, put it on your fridge, put it on the dashboard of your car, put it on your backpack, put it on your computer screen. That is your anchor. And moment to moment, ask yourself, what actions can I take to move myself closer to this centered space? Step number three, when you are in a storm, when you are in a hole, don't ditch your protective gear. Don't strip off all of your rain gear and run around butt naked in the elements. I mean, this is basics, but I swear to God, the number of people right now who are running around butt naked in a thunderstorm is shocking. What I mean by this is that we all know that there are certain practices that support us in feeling our best, that support our anxiety or our depression or our body image or our relationship with food or the overwhelm or anxiety that we're feeling. We all have practices perhaps you don't do them all the time that's okay but you you know what they are and we're going to take a moment to identify them right now when you're in a storm oftentimes our body moves into fight or flight into this fear response and we're not necessarily able to think logically we're moving and operating from a place of survival and so we do strange things like stripping off all of our clothes in the middle of a thunderstorm or dropping every form of self-care that we know is most supportive to us. We say things that we don't mean. We revert back to actions that we learned as children in order to try to survive. So noticing the storm that you're in and then noticing where it is that you want to be, I want you to become aware for a moment of some of the practices that will support you in getting from point A to point B. I want you to take out a piece of paper, write personal nourishment menu at the top of it, and I want you to list some of the things that really nourish you, that help you to feel your strongest, that support you in feeling your best. And it's okay if you don't have a lot of things on this list right now. As we move through these podcast episodes and in the years to come together, do you like how I said years there? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. As we move through this work together, you're going to have this beautiful, abundant, overflowing list of things that you know are supportive to you. So writing out this personal nourishment menu, you might have things like going for a walk, time in nature, limiting caffeine, drinking water. Fueling my body every two to three hours with nourishing foods, having an Oreo McFlurry every once in a while. That's for sure on my personal nourishment menu. It doesn't have to be things that are traditionally healthy, but these are things that really support you and feeling good and also in feeling more aligned with that core desired feeling or intention that you set for yourself. And then here's what becomes challenging in the holidays things get busier and we are more triggered and more activated. And so we become less likely to choose these activities. So we have to actually put systems in place that support us in showing up for ourselves because our activated monkey mind is steering the wheel versus our calm, rational brain that knows things like we shouldn't be scrolling social media as much. And we should probably go to bed a little bit earlier. And it's important to eat food consistently throughout the day, right? So I want you to think now that you have this list of things that nourish you, what are some systems that you can put in place to ensure that you have space in your schedule to do some of these things? Please note, you do not have to do everything on this list. This is not a giant to-do list of things that you're going to spend five hours doing every day. Sometimes I manage to get one or two things off my personal nourishment menu into my day at this point now that I've been doing this work for five plus years a lot of these practices are just so built into my routine that I do them on autopilot but while you're just starting to introduce them a couple of things that can be really helpful so one is I don't want you to feel like you have to spend an hour doing self-care every day think in smaller chunks so let's try and do five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. That five minutes in the morning might look like having a glass of water, taking your supplements, and doing three rounds of a beautiful breath work that's supporting your nervous system. And the five minutes in the evening might look like washing your face in a really present, mindful way, and then doing a list of gratitudes. So this doesn't have to be complicated. Everybody can find enough time. We have to make ourselves a priority, though. We so often put ourselves at the very bottom of the list after everybody else has been helped, and then we wonder why we're stressed out or short with our kids or feeling anxious. We have to move ourselves to the top of the list because when we are strong and showing up as our best self, it allows this abundance in our energy and the way that we are arriving to do life to flow out and onto everyone around us. So I need you to make a mindset shift here. You are worthy and deserving of taking care of yourself. This is really important stuff because when we are running on empty, our light cannot shine as bright as it should. The most important thing is for you to take care of yourself. And from there, everything else will start to flow. Now, one thing I've noticed is that I've had several one-on-one coaching calls where everyone's like, I can't wait to dive into all of this in January. And I would really like to encourage you to start now. So don't wait. There will never be a perfect time to start this work. There will always be something else in your schedule. There will always be somebody else who needs something before you need it, unless you start making yourself a priority. And until you start making yourself a priority, your health and wellness will suffer. All right, I'm done yelling at you through the microphone. (laughs) I really am just wanting you to understand how important it is that you make space for these things. You don't need to feel guilty about it. For the moms out there with kids that are giving, 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 One of the most important things that you can teach your children is to take care of themselves. And the only way that they will learn to effectively take care of themselves is by seeing you do just that. So explain to them why you're carving out time to do this stuff. Let them join in if that feels right. But let them see you making yourself a priority. And in doing so, you'll teach them the same thing. Step number four. All right, so we're in the storm. We've embraced the fact that we're in it. We recognize that we're in it. We know where it is that we want to go and we've set an intention about how we want to show up. You've identified some self-care practices that allow you to feel your best and grounded in your strongest self. And we've talked about creating some systems or structure that is going to ensure that you actually show up for yourself. Number four is to come up with a strategy to support you in moving through whatever it is that you're going through. Life is always happening around us. There are always going to be challenges presented to us, storms to weather, hard moments, big emotions. That is inevitable. You don't even have to work for it. It will just arrive. The question is, how are you going to show up? for these things the question is are you running and hiding or avoiding or are you arming yourself with tools that support you in getting through it and navigating it all it doesn't mean that it's not going to feel hard when you're in it but do you have a strategy in place to support you in moving out of that storm in one piece and if you don't that's okay i've been there many a times when i'm not sure what to do and this is the perfect time to reach out to somebody who has been there and who can support you through it. There are so many healers and helpers and supporters in this world. That is their life purpose is to support individuals around them. This is what I do. This is my personal greatest work is to literally help people out of holes and to get them from point A to point B. I love this work. It lights me up. I want to help individuals who are feeling stuck. And there are plenty of other people than just me out there. So if you don't have a strategy as to how you're going to move through your negative body image or your binge eating or the restrictive tendencies that are bringing you down or your anxiety or your depression, it is okay to ask for help. There are people out there with their arms stretched out. You just have to reach out and grab them. You don't have to do it alone. And I also want to make sure that you understand that you're not broken. You're not broken. You're a whole, beautiful, incredible human being who is just in a mother effing storm right now. It's hard sometimes because we open up social media and it seems like everyone else is living like a palm... brings sunny, beautiful 30-degree day, and that we're the only person who's in a storm? Well, let me tell you, (laughs) in the work that I do, I've talked to over 600 women this year alone. You are not alone. You are not broken. You are totally capable of getting out. So I want you to come up with a plan. And maybe you've been where you are before and you have some strategies. Maybe you even wrote them down on that personal nourishment menu. But put together a bit of a plan as to what you need to do every single day to start moving yourself forward to that place that you want to be. And if you don't know, please ask for help. One strategy that I want to give you right now in the show, for anybody who's feeling a bit overwhelmed or stressed with maybe a lot of swirling thoughts in their mind of things that they need to do, it's called a mind map, and it's something that I do every week. And it just allows me to take everything that is rushing around in my brain, that is kind of having me exist from a very reactive place, and it allows me to move into a more strategic, rational way of being. I take a blank piece of paper, I write my name in the middle of it with a circle around it, and then I just write down everything onto that piece of paper that I need to do. And we do it in this fashion by just writing it all over this blank piece of paper because it activates the right side of our brain, which is our creative brain. And so it's going to really allow you to tap into everything that's swirling around, everything that you're thinking about. So just get it all down on the piece of paper, do a brain dump, put it all down there, and then you're going to put a star beside anything that needs to get done today or tomorrow. Those pertinent, like, must finish, must complete tasks that are at the top of the list. The main priorities, I want you to put a little star beside them, and then I want you to put a heart or, you know, maybe you write them in a different color beside anything that has to get done before the end of the week. All right, our right side of the brain has been activated. We've dumped everything out onto the piece of paper. Now we're going to bring in the left-hand side of our brain, which is analytical and logical, and I want you to take this list, and piece by piece, I want you to put it into your calendar. So put it into the calendar that you use on your computer, or if you write things down in a schedule, I want you to put it down, and I want you to mark down what time you're doing it so that you know exactly when all of these things are going to be completed. Whew, I feel like more relaxed even just talking about this right now. All of a sudden, that monkey mind that's freaking out about everything can relax because you've got a strategy day by day as to how you're going to get things done. If you find that there's things on the list that just don't seem like they're going to get done, then we know we need to ask for help or we might need to cancel something or we might need to pivot or switch something around because we're human beings and there's only so much time in the day. Try a mind map after this episode is done and then report back. Let me know if you found it helpful. I've been doing this for 10 plus years and it is a game changer. I absolutely love it. So we've got a strategy now as to how we're getting out of this storm. The last thing that I want to remind you is that you are not your thoughts. Let me explain this a little bit. Sometimes I find it hard to wrap my brain around exactly what that means. So when you're in a storm or spot a bother or dark hole... Oftentimes our thoughts, because we're existing from our fight or flight system, they go a little bit squirrely. Am I going to die? What if he or she thinks this? Oh my God, I'm a failure. Nothing I'm doing is working out right now. Holy crap, this is cold. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. I don't want to be here. Our mind can start to take over. And obviously, when you're thinking all of these things, it's impacting the way that our body feels. It's impacting our entire system and our physiology. Obviously, when you're thinking those kinds of thoughts, our stress response is turning on even more. We've got cortisol and adrenaline moving through the body right now. So I want you to recognize that these thoughts you're having are simply chemical reactions that happen in our brain. It's patterning and neurological wiring that has been formed from the moment that we were born, perhaps even in your utero. So these patterns that happen and these thoughts that happen are truly there to protect us from danger in many ways. But our mind has a tendency to run off in directions that aren't necessarily helpful. And our thoughts aren't always telling us the truth. So it's really important not to attach a lot of meaning to our thoughts when you're in a space of stress or overwhelm or anxiety or body image concerns or binge eating. We can't trust our thoughts in this space. The mind has been hijacked. If your mind is telling you that you need to do more, 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 that you are not enough, that you need to lose weight right now, that your body is X, Y, and Z, I want you to get into the practice of first identifying what your inner dialogue is like and whether or not it's helping you or harmful. Is this inner dialogue bringing you closer to that core desired feeling that you mentioned before, or is it leading you further away? And if it's not supportive, I want you to just label it thinking, oh yeah, those chemical reactions and patterns, there they go. And just notice those thoughts. Almost imagine attaching them to a cloud that's floating by, or imagine them as a leaf on a stream that's moving on, and just see them whoop down the stream they go. Label them thinking thoughts, thinking, oh, it pops up again. Label it thinking thoughts again. And then I find it helpful to root back into the present moment. So I've labeled the thought and then I bring my attention to my five senses and the present moment. What do I see around me? What's the light looking like on the wall? What color is the floor? What are the leaves doing on that tree? What do I smell right now? What can I hear? I lost track of which sense I was on, but continue through your senses, really rooting yourself into the present moment, taking back control of your thoughts and your mind. If you are running around in a storm thinking, I'm going to die. This weather sucks. This is awful. I I can't handle this. I am not enough. This is going to take me out. Is that serving you? No, it is not serving you in that moment. So we've got to be bigger than our thoughts and our mind. And this strategy of simply labeling them and recognizing what's going on, that your mind has almost been hijacked, and then coming back into the present moment will allow your nervous system to find a little bit more calm and to move more into that calm, cool, and collected space. You can also try 557 Breathing, where you breathe in for five, hold for five, and exhale for seven. This is the type of breath with the elongated exhale that really informs your your mind body system that it's in a calm space. There's no tiger running after you. There's no major threat to your life. So you can do up to ten rounds of the five five seven breathing. Root down into the present moment by scanning your five senses. Ah, And just remembering that those thoughts are not you. And you can choose your thoughts. You can consciously repattern things over time. I've done it myself. I've helped lots of other people do it. It is 100% possible for you as well. It takes a bit of time and practice. And the first step is really noticing where those thoughts are at and then stopping them in their tracks by labeling them thinking thoughts, not allowing them to flow any further, bringing your attention back to the present moment. Okay, let's fly through a little uh, refresh of those five points. The first one being that we want to notice what type of storm we're in. We want to notice and bring awareness to where we are at in the present moment. Remembering that we all have a wide range of emotions and that part of being a human being is our capacity to feel it all. The challenging moments can be uncomfortable But there's a purpose behind them. They teach us so much about who we are and what we're capable of. If we can be there, eyes wide open, ears wide open to pick up on all of the messages and learnings and lessons that are there for us, that's growth. That's where we become something that we can be proud of. Number two is to get clear on where it is that you want to be, where it is that you are going, and to set an intention for how you want to show up moment to moment, recognizing that you won't show up that way all the time, but that you have a choice to make decisions, to take actions and to watch your thoughts, to align them with the way that you want to be and who you want to be and how you want to show up. That piece is within your control every single day, moment to moment. Number three is to put on your protective gear. Figure out the practices that support you in showing up as your best self and make those things a priority. You are worthy and deserving of feeling good in your life, and no one out there is going to hand you the time or the space to do the things that allow you to feel your best. There is no hero riding in on a white stallion who's going to carve out hours each day for you to do this stuff. This is up to you. You have to take care of yourself, recognizing that the more you do so, the brighter your light will shine and that it will have a positive impact on all of those around you. Root down, spend 10 minutes a day minimum doing things that charge your battery, that refill your tank. All right. Number four is to write out a plan to get a strategy in place to support you in moving from where you are to where you want to be. This might require you to reflect on past scenarios that you've been through and what helped you. It might mean reaching out for help, getting in touch with a coach or a therapist or a doctor, but you are allowed to ask for help. In fact, it is smart to ask for help. And last but not least, remember you are not your thoughts and your thoughts will run away with you. They'll create so many stories and narratives and oftentimes our brains are wired to try and keep us safe, but we've been given false information about what is safe and what is not. If your thoughts and that inner dialogue that you are carrying is starting to feel out of alignment, a little bit toxic, judgmental, self-deprecating, all of the things It's time to really start to work on your mindset. I want you to remember that your thought patterns can change. These neural pathways in our brain are elastic and plastic, and they can shift and evolve with more awareness and with time and practice. So just start to tune into those thoughts. If they're not aligned with how you want to show up, label them thinking, thoughts, then bring your attention back to the present moment. You can try 557 breathing or go through and scan your five senses to support you in coming back to a place of more calm. I want to say thank you again to every single person who is listening to this show and allowing me to do this work that fills me up in the most incredible way. Every single day getting to sit down At my desk to work with women just like you, to have conversations with incredible human beings and to support others in getting from where they are right now to where they want to be moving out of binge eating, negative body image and spaces of anxiety to really standing in their strength. I mean, I can't imagine a better job and I get to do it because of people like you. If you have found this episode helpful for yourself and you think that it might be helpful to anybody else in your circle, please take a moment to pass it on. I would be so grateful. If you have a second to write a review, I read all of the reviews. Sometimes they bring me to tears. I mean, I just appreciate all of you so, so, so much. And in writing a review, you help others who might benefit from this content to connect to the work that we're doing. You know, those algorithm things, right? They really work well with the reviews we found. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to be doing more solo episodes like this one next year after over 150 podcast episodes and coaching nearly a 1,000 women in both our group programs and one-on-one I've got a few things to share, a few tips and tools, a few strategies to support people in stepping into their happiest, healthiest, strongest self. My approach will always take one that is anti-diet, meaning I'm not putting you on restricted calorie macro counting diet plans because I know that those don't work. We're really going to root into practices that are unique for your individual body, leaning into intuitive eating, mindful movement, a lot of mindset work, and always rooted in a space of self-love. I hope you have the most wonderful holiday season in whatever space you are in right now. Remembering that even those hard, challenging moments are gifts that are really guiding us to places of deeper healing and learning and understanding our true strength from my family to yours lots of kisses big hugs i'll see you in 2022 thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode please take a moment to rate review or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.